0: Hello, and welcome to another Church Mission Society podcast. We try and bring together stories from people across the globe who are involved in God's mission so that you can pray, learn and participate in mission too. To discover more stories, visit churchmissionsociety.org. Hi, this is Jenny and I'm with one of our people
1: in mission who is working in theological education in Pakistan. Now you've been in Pakistan for more than 30 years. Yes. One of our longest standing people in mission. Can you tell us something about the changes you've seen over that period?
0: Oh, my goodness, yes, there's been a, a lot of changes. Um there's been changes, politically uh, huge changes. When I went first to Pakistan, we were under uh, the military dictatorship of General Zia. I wish the introduction of Islamization and the blasphemy law and women's rights being uh, eroded uh, and minority rights eroded, uh, and really quite difficult time. And then I was there for, for for quite some a time when the restoration of democracy occurred and the great upsurge of hope that this would bring and then the disillusionment with corrupt politicians which led to another period of uh, martial law, though quite different, uh, in fact quite favourable towards minorities. And in fact the the martial law uh, ruler at that time, General Musharraf, reintroduced the joint electorate and brought the minorities back into the mainstream Uh, and then since then we're back to so-called democracy. Uh, so there's been a lot of changes there, changes in uh, uh, lifestyle changes. I remember going on the government buses and, you know, you could see the road through the holes in the floor. Uh, and now it's state of the art, modern air conditioned buses, even on the local routes. Mm. So life has, in some ways in the cities anyway has got much, much easier. I remember when I used to want to call home, I'd have to go to the telegraph office, book a call, wait for it, pay for my three minutes. And at three minutes were over, cut off. Now everybody, even the villages, has got mobile phones, smartphones. So huge changes socially uh, and changes also in uh, in the church. We have new, younger leadership in the churches are much more dynamic, much more working together with other denominations because uh, it used to be you know that uh, you never worked with people from a different church you know, but now working much more closely uh, and that's partly because both of the institutions I've worked for have been interdenominational so it helps to bring people together uh, and there's also been a big turnaround in how, partly how the Christians perceive themselves, but also how they perceive the non-Christian majority. Um, There used to be just a lot of fear, especially during the Zia days, and uh, inward-looking, withdrawal, uh, ghetto mentality, just not having anything to do with anybody outside the community for fear of what might happen. And that still exists to a certain extent, but it's much less... And various things have happened which have brought the Christian community out of themselves. And they're now much more engaging with the wider community uh, in joint projects for for community development, interfaith harmony uh, and and welfare projects. Uh, And it's really encouraging to see that in the last 10, 15 years, there has been a kind of coming out of the shell Uh, venturing out. Partly the political climate was a bit more favourable, but also I think the church is becoming more mature uh, and able to stand on its feet and more self-confident. Partly because of of, of training of the leaders uh, and of the church members, which is what I'm mainly involved in, but also um, taking more uh, initiative for themselves, taking their own uh, destiny on their own hands almost. Uh, not being so dependent on the on the foreigners, uh, partly because there are fewer foreigners.
1: Yeah. Um, so, obviously, some people might have a perception that travelling out to Pakistan is almost too dangerous or too high risk, and that perhaps we should be passing the baton to, to local Christians. What would you say to that?
0: Um, well, there's there's two points to that. One, on the risk factor, I think we're now living in a day and an age where the risks are everywhere um, there are yes there there is a, a problem with terrorism in Pakistan and it's a bit random so you you, you can't really avoid all risk uh, but then Spain Italy France Belgium are where is safe now uh, and so yes there's I think we're not going to be in a risk-free environment anywhere every now and again something happens. Uh, and there's increased security for a while but then people go back to, to their normal lives and it isn't, we're not living with a high degree of threat the whole time. I remember a couple of years ago a security consultant said the best way to be safe is to find acceptability within the local community and mostly the, the, the mission workers have that. The point of uh, a view of, of um, handing over to the local church is a very valid point. Um, And certainly that's one change I've seen. When I first went out, almost the definition of missionary was white person. Uh, That is beginning to change. Partly because the foreign missionaries now are not all white people. We have Ethiopian missionaries, Korean missionaries from South America, from China. Uh, uh, you know, global mission is, is now global yes. uh, from everywhere to everywhere. Uh, so that's one change so they could see uh, that you don't have to be white to be a missionary. You don't have to come from the West and a lovely Ethiopian missionary he used to challenge the Pakistanis. He said, "Look, Ethiopia is poorer than Pakistan, and we're sending missionaries. So, over to you." And it's beginning to have an impact, especially as, uh, for various reasons, for the security issues, for problems sometimes with visas, the number of expatriate missionaries is reducing. Western missionaries, particularly. And so Pakistani Christians are having to step up into those roles. Uh, Pakistani Christians are becoming more accustomed to see Pakistani Christians in those roles where previously it uh, uh, was uh, Western missionaries. I think we, in the past there was a bit of a an understanding that unless you've got lots and lots of financial resources, you can't do mission. But a lot of the um, uh, new training that the Samaritan strategy that CMS is quite involved in, and it's saying what resources do we have, how can we use them, and we're seeing a lot of that training going on in Pakistan, and and it's beginning to take effect as people see that they can make changes uh, from the, within their their own resources. Um, but uh, there's still a lot of training that needs doing. There are still some areas uh, where there are very few pakistanis with that kind of level of expertise uh, theological education is one though thankfully uh, recently we've had a number of pakistani theologians complete their phd's overseas uh, and come back which is really encouraging uh, but you know there are still areas where we need more help so i think there's still a need for work in partnership yeah. but probably not in leadership roles now Yes. to have more and more local leadership. And we have. We've got good leaders. Uh, the organization I work with has has a, a local a leader, uh, excellent leader, very, very good, well-trained, highly qualified, and very committed to building up the church in Pakistan. And there are an, a number of, there are, in fact, very few yes. institutions I can think of, maybe only one or two, that still have an That's expatriate right. missionary as, as head. Yeah. So it's just yeah, I mean, changing. Yeah, we're
1: we're excited at CMS that mm. we can see our people in mission like you who've been there a long time, kind of working alongside new local mm. partners. Yes, um, mm. who are also engaging in mission. Now you work in um, training and um, mainly training of lay people. Can you give us a flavour of some of the things those who you've been who've graduated from the training uh, are going on to do, or are they training alongside existing ministry?
0: Well, a lot of them, uh, because we're doing lay training, a lot of them are in full time employment. Uh, for example, the uh, one of our recent graduates who completed bachelor of theology degree, uh, she's a staff nurse. Uh, in one of the government hospitals. She's also a pastor's wife and she is a, a tutor so she has uh, trains other students uh, at the same time. So she has a full-time job and a ministry as pastor's wife and as a, a tutor for, for other theological students. Uh, and the group of trainees that she's the students that she trained they have completed their studies uh they're dip- up to certificate or diploma level and they're now teaching other students and a lot of our our students and our graduates uh, they are also our tutors we our program operates largely with volunteer tutors we have Uh, nearly 6,000 students around the whole of Pakistan studying in small groups, led by local tutors. And they're all volunteers. They don't get paid for this at all. And uh, so this is their ministry. And alongside that, they're policemen or teachers or nurses. Some of them are church workers, pastors, evangelists. One of the key verses that we often use is from uh, 2 Timothy 2.2 Very easy verse to remember, which where Paul says to Timothy, those things that I taught you, Timothy, you teach to reliable men who will be able to teach others. And that is one of our key key verses that we're not just teacher teaches lots of students and then more students more students more students but this, our students then become teachers to teach other students and their students then become teachers and we become great great grandparents <laughs> uh, uh, in, in, in that way that's so right. it just snowballs uh, and that's how we've got yeah. now six thousand students
1: people. Yeah. <laughs> if people have been listening to this and kind of want to be praying for your work or for the country of Pakistan what would you say are the key things for them to be praying for
0: I think for Pakistan as a nation for for peace to come between the different communities uh, because the the unrest and the and the terrorism it's not It's not just against one community, it's not just the Christians are targeted. Uh, Many different Muslim groups, moderate Muslims, Shia Muslims, Sufi Muslims are suffering. The government, um, police, army, these are all suffering. Uh, So just that for some kind of good solution uh, that the government will find because uh, if we could get rid of this terrorism problem. A lot of things would be very, very different for everybody in Pakistan. Um, So that's probably the main thing. Then the second thing would be for the church to to have the courage and the confidence to to be a good witness. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Church Mission Society. For more material, go to churchmissionsociety.org forward slash resources.